Welcome to the Need More Buffs podcast, the unofficial Light Seekers podcast sponsored by DeliveryCrab.com. DeliveryCrab.com, your number one source for Light Seekers cards and three points of healing. Welcome back, Seekers, to episode 68 of Need More Buffs. I'm one of your co-hosts, Matt Sonnenberg. And I'm the other one, Frank Raysback. Matt, how are we doing today? Last we heard, we put out our own reveals, and they were some they were some doozies. <laughs> That's putting it lightly, I think. I think just the way they fit in with the, the cards we, re- well, not revealed, but talked about in the last episode, kind of made, it, it made sense with the cards we revealed then. Yeah. No, it, it really did. They, they flowed so nicely into the new set. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I am looking, I am so looking forward to this new set. I just, and, and we, we keep having more cards. <laughs> We're not done yet. More. Yeah. I, 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 at this point, like I've lost track. I don't know. Do, do you know how many cards have actually been revealed to this point? Oh God. I mean, I think I do, but they're slightly numbered wrong. I think we're <laughs> up to about 110. I want to say. Okay. Maybe it might be like 111. It's, it's, sure. it's, I know it's over a hundred. I do know that. And we're still going. Yeah. I mean, so we still got at least a week, maybe two weeks of reveals left. I mean, it depends how fast they come out at this point, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm guessing they want to get it out before the digital release, right? I would assume so. Yeah. I mean, if they're, if they're trying to put it all, especially if they're trying to put all 202 out, mm-hmm. like, I don't know how they're going to do that. If we're, if yeah, like I said, I did my math right. Well, you see, through. I don't think we're going to get 202 because, you know, some of those are going to be the reprints and stuff. That, so oh, that's true. Really need to release true. those. So I think that's going to cut a pretty good chunk of them out, but. Yeah, I, I think, I think we probably got another week or two of reveals left and that'll put us, you know, into early May, like they said, like they're, they're, they're hoping to get that release out. So beautiful. I think they're on track. I think they are too. I think they timed it pretty right. <laughs> <laughs> In any case, uh, this week we have a, just not quite as many to talk about. We are getting back on a more regular recording schedule here and we're going to try to keep up with these, but. We have enough to talk about, that's for sure. Oh, there, well, there's never really enough to talk <laughs> about, but I think we have enough for one more episode here is okay. what we have saying. Okay. So we'll start off with, we left off with our nature cards before, so we'll start on Friday here with the mountain cards. Yes, we will. Matt, do you want the first one? Uh, you can take it. All right, all right. We have the Crystallizer. This is a crystal attack card. That's a common card, so fairly commonly seen. No family. I mean, which is which is fine. You know, no family. Uh, it's it's, <laughs> it's a rarity reads. nowadays. Yes, it is. Actually, nowadays it is. If it's not Kribo, uh-huh. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> the card reads, three damage. The recipient moves one card from their hand to the bottom of their deck. Matt, what are your thoughts? I really don't know what to think of this because <laughs> like it feels so out of place right for for mountain or yeah, just in general well, well, yeah. I mean, just, just in general like it, it's not like it feels like a hero ability right kind I mean, of maybe not the three damage but maybe like you, you know take or, or no 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 you could give one damage you know one damage and and well no wait okay wait i'm reading this wrong the recipient <laughs> yes it's the person one you are card from hand to the, okay that makes a little more sense yes <laughs> <laughs> it's like why I, would i want to put one of them yeah on? exactly like i I'm, I'm trying to think like especially within mountains like wh- what is it what is this doing what is the strategy behind this but no okay you're forcing you're messing with your opponent's hand 
Yes. That's what we're getting. Okay. So still though, uh, I don't know. Because it doesn't specify what type of card at all, Mm -hmm. which is going to go in the category of they don't have to show you what it is. Exactly. So you're not going to learn anything from that. And with so many things that we've seen recently that it's almost to our advantage for your opponent to have a larger hand size. Mm -hmm. Like we've talked about that a few times, you know, how you can force an extra card or two into their hand so you can just destroy it. Yep. I'm not sure taking one card away without gaining any further knowledge is actually that much of an advantage. Like, I feel almost feels in uh, falls into the same category as like Winsir. Yes, but Winsir actually at least get to see the hand. Exactly. But think so. So that's what I'm getting at. Is think about this. Winsir is out there. It's a card where you get to view unrestricted your opponent's entire hand. Exactly. You get the knowledge of every, every, every card that they have in their hand. And then you get to remove one of your choice, not of their choice. Mm-hmm. And think about how little that card is actually played. Yeah, that's, that's very true. I mean, just e- even in Storm General, people usually go aggro mm-hmm. Storm or lately Mills in Fatigue Storm. That Windseer being so potent as for opponent hand control for like just the control aspect. Yeah. It was almost never seen yeah. in in competitive play or even in just casual play. I have yet to see people really use that card to its full advantage. And and so so that's why when I look at this and say, okay, I I like doing damage, sure. But then your recipient moves one card from their hand to the bottom of their deck, and and it's like you you don't get any of that knowledge that you would with wins here. Mm-mm. So you you don't get <laughs> you. Zero knowledge plus three damage. Like, I I just don't see that being played. Yeah, no, I kind of completely agree with you. Uh, Mountain actually did uh, previously already receive a better, essentially, card in Earth that legitimately allowed you to see your your opponent's hand and just move a combo back. It it showed you your opponent's hand, which we discussed is probably the most important part of that Mm -hmm. aspect. Mm -hmm. Where this one, you don't learn any information. It's not like when you play Blinding Beetle, you know it has to be an attack card that goes back or anything like that. It's just one card. So the lack of information, um, it kind of just like means that this card is, is like you said, it's just, it's a three damage and people will keep running crystal bat over this, in my opinion, because it's three damage and three healing. Like it's just yeah. way better. I, the, I, I was going to say the, the only thing I, I, I see this is that it is a crystal card. That, that was the point I was actually just going to make. It's like, <laughs> it's the, the only offside is it's another crystal card. And we've seen uh, a lot cards, of cards. We have seen a lot of cards lately and there haven't been that. In my opinion, there have not been that many strong crystal cards, and we have seen cards way, way back at the beginning where there was the one where you have to discard five crystal cards. Yep. So, like, if if you're building a deck around something else and just need crystal cards, this one could just be an include to fill that slot, depending on how many there actually are at that point. But yeah, outside of that, I mean, it's just it's three damage and moving one card back from your opponent that they get to choose, and it's not even like they shuffle the deck. So if you're trying to mess up Astral or something like that, mm-hmm. it's it goes to the bottom, and we've yeah, seen they that there know are exactly people. where it is. Yeah, yeah and they they know several ways. Astral has gravity gravity well. Gravity well. And Tech actually has something, too, that looks at the bottom four, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know which card it is. It's a time one. But, I mean, just because of that, there's there's several ways for them to get that back. It's not even that full of an advantage, either, of just shuffling their deck and hoping that they pull a, a bad card after they stacked it. Yeah. So, it, it kind of feels flat compared to their previous set that's still sticking around, and it's just like... I guess if you need more crystal, you'll yeah you'll toss in a crystallizer. But other than that, yeah. they're I mean, they, better options. 
there was one other one that uh, I can't remember what it what it was now, but I think it was from the new set. But it did specify something something about crystal. Uh, or, oh, maybe I was thinking about uh, Crub the Collector. Oh, but that's maybe. crystal buffs. Yep, so. I do. I kind of remember us saying there was like a card that had to do with crystal outside of the one that made you discard yeah. crystal cards. I don't know what it did though, and all <laughs> I, I don't know what it did, but I do know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, um, it, it, I just so it made me think like that, that. That might be something that you'd throw in a deck like that where you, you needed more crystal cards, or like you wanted to build like an almost pure crystal deck, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, you know, you still got to do damage in crystal. And so, so I mean, that's that's the thing it's nice for. But like you said, like things like Crystal Bat, and yep. like Crystal Bat is still around, right? Like that's not. Oh being... yeah, that's that got reprinted in okay. either set two or set three because they got a reprint with the Beast thing on it. So okay. Crystal Bat is is here to stay. Yeah, I, I was pretty sure. Like it's it's one of those very basic cards that <laughs> yep, I think should true. be around yet. Yes, but um, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, because otherwise, like if it was replacing Crystal Bat. Like that'd be an, a whole another ball game. Oh then. yeah, no, then yeah, we totally run Crystallizer because Crystal Bat's gone. Yeah, but so interesting. But but I will definitely try and find a spot for it. But it's gonna be one of those that like isn't gonna be very impactful on the game, especially since we've seen almost a hundred cards now, and every other one seems to have its own purpose. This one just feels feels like a pack filler to me. Yeah, unfortunately, that means I'm gonna have a lot of them sitting around. <laughs> Unfortunately, but I mean, <laughs> you want your 10 cent Collins, folks? Here you go. <laughs> All right. We have a very interesting card that people have been talking about a lot that I've seen. Road 202. It is a location earth buff. It's a rare card with two abilities. A defend ability reads draw one card. Store up to two Kreeble cards from your hand under this card to a maximum of four. And then an attack ability reads one damage. Increase this by three for each stored card. Move the stored cards to your hand. Frank? This card, at first glance, <laughs> looks like a game ender. Like, yes. We, we thought we were going away from the power creep of Awakening. <laughs> And then this card comes out, and we're like, oh, guys, guess what? Awakening's back. Woo! This card potentially can do 13 damage after, uh, once you have it out for a while, like, every third turn. But at the same time, like, that's if you're trying to get max value. Every other turn, this deals seven damage if you have the right cards in hand. Yep. And it, the thing is, like, it draws you a card. It's not just, like, defendability store two creeple cards. No, no, no. You get to draw a card as well. Which is like in, so, in so my you're not wasting that action. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It may, it feels like you're not even wasting the action. You're drawing a card, storing two creeple cards under the next turn. Just seven damage. Get those creeple cards back. Like I, I I see this card being insane, and people are sitting there always thinking about thirteen damage. That's nuts. And I'm like, dude, seven damage and like first turn draw a card, second turn seven damage, next turn draw a card. Like that's right there. That is insane value. I mean, because the, the other thing is when you do the damage the cards go back to your hand and that's why you can keep repeating this like there are a couple things i would expect you you know like yeah like you were saying this feels like a card that came out of awakening Mm -hmm. i mean other than the fact that it has families (laughs) and and double abilities on a on a yeah but i mean yeah well actually no we we saw it with hungry behemoth right okay fine yeah no that's true but this has 
to family symbols. I, I would expect increases by two for each stored card. That sounds more reasonable to me. Yes. Or if you keep it at the three, move the stored cards to your discard. Or, yeah. or, or even or to even, the bottom of your deck. Yeah. Yeah. Even to the bottom of the deck. Yeah. I, I would almost expect with how damage increasing this was, the attack ability would be rotating this buff out. Yeah. Like expire this buff. So like, so that was the other thing is it, it, it's a permanent buff. But exactly. If it your opponent doesn't take there. care of it, you, like you said, you can just keep cycling this thing. Yeah. This card has the potential to just decimate your opponent. And there's no way they can, like, unless they get rid of it. And of course, this thing doesn't even have burn. So if they do, you can get it back. Yep. There is so much graveyard recursion in the game now that removing this buff and then playing into the long game with Road 202 being an infinite value for you is insane. It's yep. nuts. I mean, th- the good thing for people playing outside of Mountain is that this is a location buff. Yes. So w- we have talked about it a few times. This is one of the things that we, we when cards are getting very family-specific removal, location pops up a lot. That is true. We've already had Blast Bot, and Blast Bot was probably one of the best mm-hmm. uh, family-specific removals. It was just run because it was four damage. Exactly. And, and if they <laughs> happen to be playing, I mean, if they happen to have a mountain fort, all the better. Exactly. But yeah, so I mean, that that is a plus there. But I mean, still, you shouldn't have to be relying that heavily on the removal, I don't think. So, and, and not for a card with this much power. Like, the, no. the, the other thing is, I I looked at this and I was surprised it wasn't a combo. Like oh, that would yeah, be no. the other option is if this was a combo buff, even at like a two cost, right? Yeah. So you I, have to take a whole turn to play it, and it, it might get removed right away. And, you know, you got all these things going, these question marks going on, and combos are harder to get back from 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 the discard and stuff. So, like that would have made a little more sense to me. True. But yeah, this this is just hey, uh, standard buff here. You could have three of these out in the field if you wanted. Good luck I mean, yeah, moving if you them. Really wanted to. <laughs> well, I mean, because people people, are, if you have three of them out there, if you manage to get three of them out there, you know, chances are people are, can only remove two of them at a time. That's true. So by the time the next turn comes around, one of them will be available. Yeah, you got a point there. Yeah, no, I mean, this card, it just, it, it reads like you build a deck around this action card. Yeah. This is so strong. Oh. There's going to be road 202 decks everywhere. Uh, Howlock. Oh, God. You start with a location. Yeah. Howlock is going to be insane with this. Yep. That and sucks. as we, as we've already seen, you don't need to build a location <laughs> deck for Howlock. You just need to have one or two good locations in the deck. I, 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 I cause I mean, if you, if you build a Howlock with road 202, and the rest of your deck is Kreeble. Yeah. Like, you're you going to have the Kreeble cards them. in your starting hand. Yeah. So you're just going to sit there 7777 until you remove this thing, and then I have a card in my hand by that point to get it back from the discard. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> like, it, it's yeah, it's going to be nuts. That's, it's going to be insane. Yeah. It, Road 202 will be a thing. Oh. Now, my question for you is, to your knowledge... All right. Is Road 202 a, a reference to something? Like, it feels like it should be. Like, 202 doesn't seem like... I, I mean, it could just be a random number. I, I, like, the only thing I'm thinking is, like, 
uh, error 404 not found and the road <laughs> is like the halfway part to that error. Uh, <laughs> um, that would be no, fantastic coming from a tech company. Oh, that would be great. But and, and honestly, I don't, I don't, I can't think I mean, of a like, reference in, I've, I've actually started reading some of the, uh, the lore and I've started checking it out. Okay. And I could not find a reference to a road 202 or maybe I just skipped it and it, I was, I wasn't even thinking about the roads because I was focused on the characters in the yeah. story. But I mean, like in the US here, we have things like, you know, Route 66, right? Yes. Which isn't, you know, considered a bad thing. No, <laughs> like it's it, no. it's not you know stay away from there. There's not one where it seems like you can jump by two creebles on it. No, not yeah, th- this is you know we're we're, we're going to take a road trip. This is awesome, Route sixty six. Yeah. Uh So, like, I'm I, like I don't know if this is a British thing, a European thing, or if it's just something that they wrote into the lore. But uh, maybe we'll find out someday. If anyone knows, please leave it in the comment section below because I would love to figure out what the reference to Road 202 is. Yeah, it it, it just feels like there's something behind that. It r- really does. Now that you bring that up, I'm like, <laughs> there's got to be a reference somewhere that we're just missing. Yep. Moving on then, what do we got? We have another combo buff from Mountain. It's Double Crystal. It's called the Jack of All Trades, and the card suits the name quite well, in my opinion. <laughs> Very much. Uh, oh, yes. Corner one. Oh, it has four, three, one, one for the corners all rotation. Corner one, deal damage to your target. So four damage to your target right when it comes into play. Corner two is rotation healing. So you get three healing on turn two. Corner three is you draw one card, and then corner four is you gain one additional action. It, it does everything that mountain i mean aside from the additional actions that mountain does really well <laughs> all in one one combo buff is just going to sit there and rotate really cheap to pay for really mm-hmm. nice to do and the fact that it's double crystal uh the one that it's kind of replacing is the what the prism cannon mk2 yep that i didn't see a whole lot of outside of like the ancient we so saw it early on back when we only had awakening and and a little bit into mythical did see a, a bit more play in some mountain decks I can um, see that then. I, I, there, I, I still remember kind of salty about it, but, um, <laughs> back at, it must have been PAX East. Yep. I think it must have been PAX East. The first time I went out there for Light Seekers and the, the first match I sat down and played turn one, Prism Cannon Mark II. For real. Yeah, and I'm sitting there like, okay, just draw buff removal, draw buff removal, come on. You have like three <laughs> turns to do this, go, go, go. Couldn't do it. So at that point, I'm like, well, now I've lost half my health. What do I do? <laughs> oh, man. You know, there's just nothing I could do at that point. It's like, typically, I don't worry about it that much because, you know, it'll be mid-game, I'll have some buff removal, I'm not, yeah. you know, we'll just take, some, take it out. But yeah, it was turn one, and... It hurt. It hurt. Well, you stuck around, so it couldn't have been that detrimental. <laughs> that, yeah, that's a that's a great opener if I've ever seen something. In any case, yeah, I mean, th- this would be a great opener too, right? Oh yeah, because I mean, Four- you get the damage out of the way. It's it, it's not a huge chunk, chunk chunk of damage necessarily, but no. it's also the, the the unavoidable corner, right? Yes, it, it happens it's, right it's away. The instant impact. And then you, if your opponent's sitting there looking at this card, okay, well, do I let him get three healing and draw one card? And then one, like, I could see this, you know, even just removing this on the last corner so they don't get the three action turn, right? Yeah. Because that, that could be killer. 
by that by turn four or whatever you let you probably have a good hand set up for that turn yeah yeah so i i could see most of the time even getting four damage three healing for a two cost combo isn't bad no and then everything else after that is if you get full value out of this for a two cost combo that's huge oh that's insanely huge so it, I mean, well, let's see. And there's there's also the thing that your opponent or we're starting to get a lot more buffs. So if like your opponent looks at this, and it's like, okay, is it worth spending buff removal to get rid of this card, mm-hmm. or are there other important things in his deck that he's leaning up to that I should save my removal for? Because like, like I said, all those is, location buffs we were talking about. Oh yes, like Road Two Hundred Two, <laughs> for instance. But yeah, Jack of All Trades. It's it's one of those like buffs that you 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 kind of have to give a second thought to if like okay how important is this buff to him to get that extra card to get that additional action can i just let this thing ride and have him get full value on a on a in my opinion really good really strong buff or is there something worse that's going to come my way that i have to save buff removal for mm-hmm. so i like this and mountain is once again i've always referred to it as the jack of all trades so i'm, I'm happy this <laughs> card has that name in my opinion yeah it, it's it's mountain in a nutshell it really is it really is yeah like, like I said, the, the the one oddball is the gain one additional action. But I mean, yeah. they, they did want to give you like that fourth option, and that's kind of what else can cards do? Yeah, besides I mean, damage, heal, draw, additional action. Sure. Yep. So, like the the one thing that surprises me a little bit is in the the illustration that you don't have a yellow crystal on there for the additional. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> weird. That's kind of weird. I'm seeing, yeah, nature, dread, storm, and mountain, mm-hmm. but none of those really give you additional actions like like astral does. Yeah, like I I I would put it as uh, dread for damage, nature for healing, draw for mountain, and yellow. So the storm, the, the blue Storms. one should be yellow. Yeah, I mean, unless the last one was your combos cost cheaper, I don't know why storm is there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. Re- the, the fourth corner is clunky and reduces the cost of your combos by one. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there was a printing error in the in color. <laughs> they ran out of yellow ink when they made this card. Oh yeah. <laughs> in any case, I, I I do like it though because we, last week we were say, we were ta- kind of talking about like other orders just don't get many additional actions. No, they really don't. Like it, that's really kind of become uh, Astral's identity. Is that you're going to get additional? Well, if you're not getting additional actions, you're playing it wrong. Yes, because you so, have the potential to get like eight actions in a turn. Mm-hmm. It's good to see, even though it may be hard to come by, and it's only one action, and it's on a combo, so it's not going to happen multiple times. Probably it's on the last corner of the combo. Yeah, like. It's still out there, and it's nice to at least see that if you want to play a, a purely red deck, that it might be possible at some point to have a three-action three, three action turn. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's great that they're, they're dabbling that one aspect outside of Astral, even if, if just a little bit, to share it with other things in, ca- uh, in case you want to, like, cross-order stuff, but still want to have a really strong uh, multi-additional action thing. Yeah. It's always good to spread the wealth. And This is a card, too, like, and I've mentioned before, we don't see it a lot, but since it is only one element, you could splash this in to another deck pretty easily. You could. 
And you, you know how much people love to run Crystal Core. So, oh, oh Lord, they do. They run three of those things. If you, yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. You play one and use the other two to pay for this. I was just going to say, uh, with all the new cross order heroes that we're getting, having that kind of combo that does one of everything with one alignment is just, it's really good to splat, to just run in. Cause the other ones didn't, all the other ones that were just one alignment didn't feel as strong. And this one's just like, yeah, this is just really good. <laughs> it's just really good. Yeah. That, that, that's a good point. And, and something I, I didn't think about too much early on, but those, those cross order heroes, right? Yeah. They, have done a, a very good job at making sure just within the three elements that that hero has, you're always going to be able to make a valid deck. Mm-hmm. Like that, I mean, that's something I think a lot of people haven't really thought about necessarily. Like I've maybe heard some complaints that they don't necessarily like all of the combo choices that they have, but the fact is that there are always at least five, usually more, combos that are valid within just those three elements even on the cross order heroes exactly which is really nice to be able to like i said even if it's like if they have six they at least have one Mm -hmm. option to choose from but you can still build a very valid deck and a lot of them just for the the three alignments that they are have turned out really strong they haven't needed a splash of an item which is really good that they've found a way to synergize those uh alignments that fluidly to make the card really well yeah and i think that's why we're seeing a lot of the combo payments line up the way they do because mm-hmm. we, we, we've talked about some of those you know especially like the triple payment ones right oh yeah i mean not only to give us something different and to make them a little bit harder to pay for as we've discussed but it also makes them easier to play for a crossover hero who yeah. who, who might only have you know just crystal at their disposal and so like that that gives them more options Mm -hmm. it it, it makes a valid card for that deck which is insane to just even think about that it's (laughs) oh there's going to be so many fun new decks to try out just because of the way that the they're making some of these cards it's great yep but speaking of crossword heroes did we get another one matt we did we did oh and of course, they, they, well, thankfully, everybody is going to just refer to it as Death Hunter. Oh, yes. Or Demon Hunter or some sort of kind of like that. Yep. But. Yep. But Death Hunter, a- a- Adriac, Adriac, Adriach, like, like I, I, I don't, how would you pronounce this? I, I look at it kind of like j- just from the, the photo and the reference to images like this in the past, even before Light Seekers, I want to say it's like Adriac. Like a very almost Adriac. like elvish type of Audra, like an, an ancient language that deserves that fine I, accent, the higher up. I, I like the way you say that, yeah. Audriac. There we go. You're better at this than I am. <laughs> I, 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 I'm I'm downright awful with names, so especially well, it's good trying we're to, just calling him Death Hunter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I I mean, if his name was just Adriac, I would have a much harder time with it. And I actually like that they add Death Hunter because people just call mm-hmm. him Death Hunter. I'm assuming either that or everyone's just going to keep calling him Adrian for some reason. Just, <laughs> Yo, Adrian! Uh-huh. Yeah, now I can see him yelling that. Exactly. It's, <laughs> it's his battle cry. <laughs> yes. R- raising his sword above his head. Yes. Well, Matt, why don't you discuss what Adriak does for us? All right. This is a cross-order hero. Superior animal superior death and shadow 
When one of your animal buffs expires, store one death card from your discard pile under this card up to a maximum of three. Then it has an ability to damage your target equal to the number of stored cards. And it has a starting health of 30. So I yeah. really like this card. This is... <laughs> This is amazing. First of all, it has Shadow, and Shadow in Dread has been like the number one alignment. So well, that's right, right your, up there. You get your Abyss Suite. Yes. Just, just, get, just say it. Just, <laughs> you, you get the, the Abyss, you get the abyss suite. suite. But the fact that his ability literally has nothing to do with any Shadow cards <laughs> whatsoever even makes me more happy that they're like, yes, we're finally trying to tiptoe away from Shadow. Um, but the way the way I look at this card is it's it's almost a slightly better Blacktail, if you want to think about it. Um, okay. Blacktail in the beginning of the game, you you could use the ability, sure, but it wouldn't do any damage because yep. a there was no graveyard, and then your player your opponent could play around it. Like that, you had to manipulate your opponent's graveyard to be able to use the ability. Mm-hmm. This one, yeah, you can use it in the beginning of the game, but like it, it won't do anything. And then it's one of those that you lead up to by playing your animal cards, by playing your death cards. You you don't get a real access to this until mid to late game, and in that situations. That's by the time you probably have your tentacles on board. That's probably the time where you have your late game board set up where the ability is just your it's always value of three damage. It's insane late game value. Well, and like you said, if you have your tentacles out there, I I mean Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's even more. Five to seven to nine damage. Mm-hmm. And, and you can run your Dust Town Assassins. And, and I mean that that that's gonna be the big thing is like people are, are are so good about you know just using an ability even if it doesn't do anything mm-hmm. just to get the tentacle damage right exactly so now that the fact you have this built-in ability to do damage and trigger your tentacles it, i mean it's it's going to be like thankfully yes it does not have superior shadow <laughs> there, there, there will be items in this deck, I'm sure, if people really feel that they need it. But I, I could also see this, you know, maybe not running the full suite even. Yeah. And, and focusing, m- making a deck to focus on almost trying to kill them with animal. Like, yeah. Personally, I love animal as, as a single element. It's, it's really growing on me. For, I love forests yep. personally, but animal and it's a really close second. They've got a lot of really fun buffs to do, especially the ones that like rotate out in one turn. Now that we've been seeing that <laughs> X five damage and just, it pops out real quick. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you, you got that going for it. Like I could play with, play with the animals all day and then it's like, okay, so yeah, I don't need the full abyss suite. It's just going to be like said, mid to late game when he, after maybe they they've been trying to prevent you from playing those animal buffs. Maybe they've been removing them so you don't store your death cards. And then it's like, well, fine. Then I'm just going to play the tentacle game, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and go at it that way. So it's it, it's going to be interesting. I don't know if the superior death really matters all that much. I have yet to see a bunch of death cards that make me feel like I want to play death back to back. Yeah. So I, I do kind of feel you on that. The superior animal, I, I have seen a lot of yep. ad, ad advantage to that, especially when that's all your damage that comes through. But I, in a sense, like it, giving superior death, like unless you're in a really big bind and we are seeing some really good, like healing from death to get a spike heal turn. 
they're the only option if they wanted to be double superiority was for shadow and that would have just made this card busted exactly yeah so so, so i mean i mean it, it it's odd nowadays i feel to see a double superior especially so, on a mythic yeah yeah so i was kind of surprised to see that but i think you know because death is kind of that underplayed right now it, it doesn't necessarily feel as that strong necessarily mm-hmm. and like you're talking about like death is gonna <laughs> sounds weird to say death is your healing <laughs> um but th- i mean that's the slot it's in right yeah and so unfortunately i think that's gonna be the downfall here and that, i mean that's where we're still gonna see some of the abyss week come in just for that little trickle healing now and then no that's very true but otherwise i i, I mean i think it, it is gonna kind of want to be an aggro deck I mean, it's going to be a buff-based aggro deck. Yes, which is nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but how I'm, how I'm also seeing this is is like we said, death. Death feels weird for healing mm-hmm. because it doesn't have a whole lot. But what it actually is getting is the it has a lot of really fun Umbron cards, and it just got that new uh, Umbron search one. So it has cards like if you're below 10, you can't die for two turns. Sure. It has the search your deck for an Umbron card, which then will search you for that Shadow Umbron to look for two Kribal cards. And as we've been seeing, there's a lot of really good animal Kribal cards lately that I don't think death is really going to be utilized for healing. This deck isn't going to have a lot of healing when you break it down. It's going to be, it's going to seem like a very uh, aggressive deck, like you said, with buffs. But death is going to be utilized more for its mechanic of just searching your deck or staying alive at certain points in the game as opposed to healing up as a lot of other middle elements do for alignments Mm -hmm. and being able to play like that it does kind of have a high risk high reward where you really get the card draw utility that death has allowed with it to search for some of those families and do that other fun stuff but at the same time it's like if you really want to heal you're probably going to run an item to heal this is not going to be the deck that plays the super late game it's going to want to try and play mid and end it in mid yeah it's well actually now now that you mentioned it it does run that similarity with uh blacktail too Mm -hmm. like blacktail that was kind of what it's lacking is that healing yeah like you had to kill him quick get that set up and kill him quick otherwise you're gonna be dead because lunar by itself is not a great healer nope I mean, outside of the the one eleven healing buff that you had to wait four turns yeah, to do, exactly, and then you had to activate it, right? Yep. Yeah. So I mean, it's it just by itself, like lunar with the rest of astral, great at healing. Lunar oh, by phenomenal. itself, not so much. So it'll be interesting to see how people play this. I, I, I mean, I do think I do hope that people. I mean, just just because of the power of dread and and its the ability on this hero, like people will want to try and play this. Oh, I'm definitely going to. So that's me. So yeah, it'll be be interesting to see what what people come up with there. Yeah, um, but you know, maybe this next card will be some incentive. I think we're going to the crossover combo that fits this hero in such a way. <laughs> We're talking about Spirit Barrage. Spirit Barrage is the new cross-order Dread Nature combo. This has three corners on it, all with the number two. This is a combo buff, clearly, that says <laughs> rotation damage to your target. Your target discards one card from their hand. Matt, first impressions. 
it feels more dread than it does nature. Well, there's no damage over three, so that's kind of the nature part that I'm going with is the whole micro damage. It's not much, but I, it fits I mean, nature really well. Th- th- that, but it's little ping damage. It feels it feels like dread as well. Like, oh, it's true. I mean, I, yeah, I guess y- you can argue for it, but in any case, I, I mean, I I do like it, but compared to some of the other combo buffs we've seen, cross order combos we've seen recently, yeah, it actually feels quite underwhelming. I kind of agree with you. Um, it is like it. It does have immediate impact, which is always nice. Mm-hmm. But the immediate impact is what two damage, discard a card. Yep. And then okay, next turn two damage. Discard. If if the damage maybe ramped up, then maybe we could consider. Yeah. If it, if it went two three four, I don't think it would be too overpowered, and it it would feel more in line with some of the other cards that we've seen. Yes. Because I mean, with, with an effect like discarding the card, it almost seems like that's actually what you play it for, as opposed mm-hmm. to the maximum of six damage, unless there's like a way to increase the damage on this. But yeah, you're, you're playing it so that your opponent is going to have to discard three cards over three turns. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe they take damage on card discard or something like that. I don't know. We'd have to look further into dread. I think there actually is a card that says your opponent takes one or one damage whenever a card goes to the discard pile from anywhere. Yeah. So maybe there's something like that, but it, it it doesn't feel like there's a whole lot of impact. I almost miss the one that allowed you to draw three cards and get two additional actions. That was amazing. The other mm-hmm. forest nature or forest yep. dread one, but yeah, corrupt wildlife. Yes. Um, I I mean, okay. Out outside outside of these orders, this is very close to mountain four corner, not earthquake. The other one. Oh, the, the uh, fire one? Scorched Earth. Scorched yes. Earth. So, I mean, that that was four corners. It had more damage, and I think they... Oh, they they, they would mill a card, not discuss yes. in their hand. From the top card of the deck, yeah. yep. So, I mean, that given how I saw that card played and how detrimental it could be, like, the damage certainly hurt, but I always felt that losing the cards was actually more detrimental and more of a reason why people would remove it. Oh, yeah. Sometimes like they, it could make or break a game. Yeah, they didn't want to lose four cards. And so here, losing three cards is still going to be a big deal. But, yeah, it just... I guess the two damage feels super underwhelming at this point, just compared yeah. to what we've seen. I, I, I'm hoping that, you know, it's just they play tested a lot, and that's where it needed to be at. Mm-hmm. I mean, for all we know, there's actually really good synergies. We did see before some nature cards that are like, if your opponent has, there was the one Mossfoot, Moss Rider, I can't even think of the name, <laughs> where if their opponent had eight or more cards in their hand, they have to yep. move three back. And so like, this is a good way to just manipulate your opponent's hand way to do that. If they start coming out with more cards like that, where it really depended on your opponent's hand size, then I could see this combo buff being a crucial part of that deck. But until we really see more of those cards, Dread has always been like, you want to discard your own cards. Mm-hmm. And this one is you discard your opponent's cards. So it's like... Yeah, I, I mean, you did make a good point. There is, like, a Tombstone Carver. Yes. Where where your opponent's cards go, to, and that will do extra damage to them as well. Which is a card I've really liked, and I've actually tried to play in a number of decks. And, yeah, that's always the hardest part, is getting forcing your opponent to, to put cards down there, right? Yes. So it's it, it was usually like, oh, well, I just removed two buffs, and so I did 
in two points worth of damage. But mm-hmm. yeah, so I mean that just one tombstone carver essentially turns this into a, a three three three, and you lose two cards or three cards. Yeah, which is better, but you have. I mean, that requires you to have another card out there. Exactly, and you could just have a citadel musician, and that would essentially make the same thing because it just increases sure. the damage. Sure. So. So well, th- there you go. I mean, you could play both of those in this deck, or no, 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 because citadel musician it does it's not animal. No, it's a soul. So I mean, you couldn't play with that hero. Yeah, but around it, you make but your that, own. Yeah, that's what I was thinking though. It's like if you could have you know both tombstone carver and citadel musician and possibly multiples of them, like that that'd be interesting. <laughs> that that would be very interesting because it would not increase not only increase the spirit barrage but also increase the tombstone. So like you, Ooh. the citadel musician would trigger like for initial two damage when they discarded the card. Interesting. So, yeah. So there's there's a lot to think about. But once again, this card like. We're, we're once again like, th- this card is good if we add more cards to it. Yeah. As opposed to just, is this card good on its own? And it, it, it to me feels like it's, it's like, you know, it's a, it's a decent buff. It's two, it's cross order, probably really easy to pay for, especially with that hero. But until we figure out the entire set that goes around it and what all happens when your opponent discards, if there's a way to do it, the damage feels nil to nothing. Uh, you're mm-hmm. really playing it for discard. And you even discussed with Scorching Earth, you, you milled a card. It was the top card of the deck, so they had no control over which one yep. goes away. This one they choose. So yeah, could, I, I was going to say, cause the, the thing with Scorched Earth was always, Oh no, are, am I going to lose a combo? Mm-hmm. And, and like, you didn't want to risk that. Exactly. Or if you're playing an astral deck, it's like, well, I know what my next four cards are. I set them up purposely. Like, I don't want to lose more cards. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So yeah, Spirit Barrage, it just, it feels like we're either missing something or this card is just going to be like six damage. Your opponent can play around the discard effect. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Cross this with Road 202. You know, where, where that should have had two damage and then the spirit brush should have had three damage instead of two. Yes. It's like, yeah. I don't yeah. know. We'll see. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe people figure something out, but I mean, I, I hope I'm wrong. I want to yeah. see all these combos be, be well played. But yeah, spirit barrage out of all the ones we've seen just kind of feels like uh, six damage for a cross order combo. Like we can mm-hmm. do better than that, right? Yeah. We'll find out. Let's move on to Saturday. My favorite day of the week. It's a stormy day. Ah, yeah. Let's do this. All right. First card I have here is uh, Hive Flusher. Mine too. It is a Creeble Water Defend card. Four healing and remove one insectoid buff from another hero. This is amazing. <laughs> I, well, I, first of all, I've already I've said it in the past. I've said it. I'll say it again. These more family-specific buff removal is exactly where I want this game to be headed, where it's sure. not just, especially like, I mean, we have, we still have Crazy Bomber, we still have Crystal Leaves, you have the two generic stuff like that, it kills combos. Having these ones that like also you can splash in to kill family specific ones, with how heavy the family specific stuff is, it, it really opens up the how to include more buff removal, but you have to be specific on it. Yep. And that'll make a much more diverse meta as opposed to, oh, I could just run three Thunder Slugs and three Crystal Leeches and call it a day. Yep. Like, I that's still going to be their best option, but I really hope we start moving into more of the. I'm facing a lot of insect decks. Let's add more hive flushers, or we're seeing a lot more beast decks. Let's add more of that one uh, poison card that removes beast buffs, like that kind of thing, where you're adding in specific buff removal as opposed to just the best generic buff removal in the game. Yeah, I, I and I think that's that's going to 
make for a more exciting game overall. It really is. You're going to run, you know, maybe two anti-insect cards and and two anti-beast cards in your main deck, and then you'll have maybe some anti-location cards in your sideboard. And and so you'll have these cards that are there, but what we're going to get to eventually is you're just going to have to deal with the fact that in every game, or I mean, not in every game, is a card like this going to get its full effect? Mm-hmm. You're just gonna. Ha- we're gonna get to a point where playing a card for four healing becomes a norm. Exactly, it's, which so, I'm okay with. Yeah, you're you're building around this deck, and it's like, okay, all I can count on is I'm getting four healing out of this. Maybe a little more if I have a card in my deck that amplifies it, but then. In, in that one special game that I've been planning for, you know, because I, I, I think insect decks are on top of the meta right now. I, I've heard should. they've been going around, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because like we saw at Boston a couple months ago, like people were expecting Magrock decks. And sure enough, there were a ton of Magrock decks. Oh, yeah. You went to the next tournament. People were expecting more Magrock decks because they had done so well at Boston and sure enough there was still some Magrock decks there. Mm-hmm. And so like we're going to start getting into that cycle. And now we're already at the point I think, you know, like two or three tournaments later that people have figured out how to beat Magrock. And so yeah, there might be one Magrock at the tournament, but it's not every other deck. No. Which is great for uh the deck building and change that people mm-hmm. are starting to figure out how to beat it. Yeah. And so that that's where, like I said, cards like this are going to come into play a little bit more. And it's kind of another way that they got to scale back the power of cards without hurting them too much, I guess. Exactly, yeah. Like, you're always going to get one benefit for sure for playing the card. You're going to get the four healing. You're going to get the four damage, whatever. You know, Blast Bot is the opposite end of this. Yeah. So... But then, occasionally, not not all the time, but occasionally, you're going to get that secondary benefit, and I'm okay with that. I'm very much okay with that. Uh, yeah, I'm incredibly okay with that. And I mean, opening this stuff up, it it kind of also leads to, mind you, it's a Creeble card. So once again, awesome Creeble <laughs> family gets a lot of love here. Uh, but the love. fact the fact that like when you play Storm and you're playing an insect deck, you sit there and go, okay, okay, is he running Vitalizing Frog? For more heal, or is he running high flusher in case he comes into an insect deck? Is he running like you? You can start doing that now. Mm-hmm. Like if you were going into tech, is he running blast bot for locations, or is he just running a, a scrapwreck bruiser? Kind of that thing where like there is now going to be multiple cards that you would want to switch out for just like what you run into. It's like, do you value the more healing over the possible buff removal? What is he going to be playing? What's he been seeing? And that whole kind of diversity that we're seeing in these cards now is really going to help the the decks evolve and deck builders get to the next thinking level of is two healing really worth running into the possible the possibility of having insects and being able to remove them yeah because like those things can swarm you without you even knowing ah swarm ah see what i did there but yeah like that's exactly it it is and that's why i like how they structured these it's not three healing and possible removal it's four healing Mm-hmm. So the four healing by itself feels a little bit under what we're, we we had grown accustomed to from awakening, which yes. may have been slightly overpowered to begin with, but 
bringing it down to the four, it's like, okay, that's, that's still usable. And then when I, that, that one time, then I do get the removal, it feels super powered, right? Exactly. It's like, yes, I, I did it. I got, I got full power out of this card. I, I'm on top of the world. Yeah. And I mean, we've been seeing, uh, we just got a new insect in Mountain that is essentially the taking over for yeah. Ancient Miner. Mm-hmm. So that one is going to be seen a lot in Mountain. And now it's, we have major insects in nature. We've always had some insects in Astral. I'm not sure if we've gotten any more yet or not. But just the fact that, like, we've seen a very prominent insect buff in Mountain, and Mountain yep. has always been a really strong order. High Flusher is just to be like, yeah, I'll just include two and then one Vitalizing Frog just to make sure that if I need it, I have it. Like, I'm, I'm, I love this card. I think this is an amazing card. Yeah. And, and, and I will say, I'm not entirely sure what it is about this card in particular, but I love the artwork. Like, pe- people mentioning artwork all over the place, and I, I agree. I do enjoy a lot of it, but something about this card, I, I like. I think it might be something about the hose. The hose does look very makeshift. <laughs> and the fact that they have a hose. <laughs> Not something I think about in this world, but. No, right? You don't think of them having yeah. actual plumbing or something like that, but. Yeah. No, this is great. I mean, I'm also going to go with, I think it was actually Ezekiel that mentioned this, where they're actually starting to add backgrounds to these art. Before it was just the main centerpiece and then Mm -hmm. just like a range, something like that. The backgrounds to these artworks really help flush out the concept. And this, this is definitely one, guys. If you haven't seen the image yet, go look up High Flusher. It is a beauty of an artwork. It's, it's amazing. All right. You want to bring us the next card then? I'll do that. Next one I have on me is Grubby Pool. It is a water buff with four clunky corners all of them reading two and it's a location family this card reads rotation healing when you play a creeble card plain and simple plain and simple uh man what are your thoughts on this i thought this game was pg i mean there's only like one butt cheek showing right <laughs> that's, that's fine oh yeah talk about artwork <laughs> well <laughs> but hey hey look in the front you'll actually see some uh iron plumbing so they do have plumbing of their own those yeah yeah apparently so. i mean maybe it's a storm thing yeah oh, could be could they, be i mean they have they, running water they, they like their water they found out how to control it but they did so yeah as far as the card goes though i mean once again i won't really have a good grasp of this until i have the cards in my hand i i build decks best with physical cards yes so I like to have all the cards laid out in front of me and be able to look at them and say, okay, what can I build? So until I, I have that and I can see, okay, I'm looking at my storm cards. What do I have for Creeble? Cause that, that's going to be the big question for me. Like mm-hmm. obviously you could go some unaligned stuff. Um, and, or I mean, we did just have a Creeble card in high flusher. So maybe that's a thing. Cause you, you throw I- a grubby pool out there. And then you play High Flusher, you got your six healing. There you go. I do have a feeling Creeble is going to be a pretty big part of this set, though. And so, but, even but if it isn't this storm. set in general, yes. But I mean, I, I I'm not going to build a, a, a strictly uprising storm deck. No, no, I don't think anyone is. So I mean, like you still need the cards from the other set, and, and because they're not quite as heavily creeble in the other sets like i don't know because you need creeble cards for this to make it worth it and i mean just for 
well, I guess you could put multiple of them out there. It's not unique. But I was going to say, just to get through one card, you need four Kreeble cards at a minimum. That's true. I mean, that, that four in the deck, then you have to draw them and play them all. That's true. I am a big fan of clunky cornered buffs. I, I don't know how much play this will see though. Cause it, it's very specific once again. It, Cause this is, looks very similar to flower garden. Okay. But that just increased any healing you got, right? I think so. Yes. Yeah, Flower Garden was the next heal you get is received is increased by two. Yeah, so I mean that that was great. You know, you just throw it out there and you, you're almost guaranteed like sixty-eight healing probably. That's true, Cause, cause especially in nature because you're just healing all the time. But here it's like, okay, I put this out there and yeah, it'll wait for me. But do I do do I have the Creeble cards in my deck? That's a very good point. That's a very good point. That, and that, that's my only problem is I struggle with it until I see what my deck actually looks like. It, it'll be one of those where I build what I think is going to be a pretty good deck. And then I look at it and say, hey, I have 10 Kreeble cards in here. Let's throw in a grubby pool. Makes sense to me. My, my only, the way, the way I thought about this card and my only argument of why I actually really like it is because it is one of the very few constant water buffs that we have. Good point. So a card that was very underwhelming when it first came out, <laughs> a card that I bet no one even knows what's called, is a Creeble card called Fearless Diver. Ha! Fearless Diver is a water buff in itself, yep. and it's XXX5, <laughs> and it reads, if you have four or more water buffs, increase this essentially to ten. Yeah, increase by five. And... What the first thing I saw is Gravity Pool. I didn't even read what the text did. <laughs> I saw clunky corners on a water buff and was like, oh my god, we're finally getting a fearless diver cards. There you go. Yes. And that's, that's really all I cared about. If it's Creeble, cool. You get the two healing when you lay the fearless diver. But I was like, we have consistent water buffs now. Yeah. Maybe Creeble Dival, Creeble Diver will actually see play. Yep. So there you go. Creeble Diver, uh, little blammo. You're going to love, going to love this card. In a grubby pool. Yep. <laughs> yes, it works. I like it. All right. Next storm card we have is a lightning attack card called Stormbringer. This card does have burn on it, and for very good reason. As it should. <laughs> Two damage. If your last discarded card is a combo, move it to your hand. Oh, this this card makes me <laughs> so happy. And yep. at the same time, like, does Storm need more stuff to bring combos back? Like, come on. Are you we w- this card is nuts. This card I can see being literally brought into every other alignment that just wants that one combo brought back. Yep. This is so powerful. Two damage is almost negligible. Yeah. Let's think about it. Geode Hatchling. really care, but. No, Geode Hatchling was run with one damage and it brought back an action buff. People were yeah. like, I'll include three of that all the time. <laughs> Stormbringer is like two damage and then bring back a combo card. Yes, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've, we've seen bro- broken stuff with Time Worm. We've seen all this other stuff. Mind you, it does have to be your last discarded card. Yep. But Storm but, but, has but a Geode, really... ha- Geode Hatchling had to be as well. That's true. That's true. And it's really easy to make sure that, hey, top card is a Storm card. The only thing, the only thing I'm sad this card does not have is the word impressive on it. 
Because <laughs> I feel like they missed that great opportunity to make an impressive Stormbringer uh-huh. to deal with the top card being a, or a combo card. But this this is a nuts card. This is an amazing card that is definitely going to be almost a three of in a lot of decks that rely on combos, which Storm is full on yeah, going. For, for Storm decks, absolutely. I think this is a three of. Uh, th- this is something that... I mean, it, it is the replacement for Wing Controller. Oh, for sure. And honestly, I think it's better than Wing Controller. I mean, because Wing Controller, I mean, if you're not restarting it, you only get to use it twice anyway. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, you could argue you get more usage out of three Wing Controllers than will three Stormbringers. But True. in reality, how often did that actually happen? It was just so much harder to actually set up, right? It, it really was. I think you, like the- you had to put it out there and then make sure you have the payment and make sure no one mess with your hand and all this stuff. It's like here you can play your combo and then next turn throw down a Stormbringer and call it a day. Yep. Like th- there's a lot less that can go wrong. Uh, honestly, I see myself, I, I, I'm a actually huge proponent of a spark sale. I, I, I'm convinced I can get spark sale to work and I, I like I got close with with kindred i i think i can make it work definitely with uprising oh yeah so i mean for those who don't know spark sale has the ability that allows you to discard one of your combos for six healing so if you're in a pinch throw down that card for six healing then play a stormbringer do two damage and grab it right back yep like what's wrong with that i mean then then it really turns it into that it you know it is just another vitalizing frog right that, yeah, exactly that, that each combo time you threw down a vitalizing frog because you you know you're going to be able to get it back whereas yep. it, before it was like okay can i get this greedy gas bag off can i get that storm calling you know some other way that you might be able to get it at least back into your deck but here it's like no i, I i'm i'm getting the healing and then getting the combo immediately back into my hand exactly that's so strong i love that it. is oh it's so strong and the thing is like before this the only element that storm really was seen brought in was wind because wind mm-hmm. had wind had everything wind had the the dust fiend wind had the thunderslug wind had everything i bet you just because of this card alone we're going to start seeing more lightning brought into some decks oh yeah I that that was that was the other thing I loved is is yeah you 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 build the, these these storm decks that you think are going to be awesome and then you realize it's sixty percent wind or air and it's like I, that's that's not going to work I know it's not that's all utility that, that doesn't have the damage you need I mean e- even playing your combos because if if your deck is all air you're not going to be able to play the damaging combos that you want yeah. So, I mean, which is why Dust Fiend was like an all-star. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it, it'll be interesting to see how much this changes things. And like I said, I, how much is brought into other orders. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. And I, I do think that the way Storm is going now, that they really want to make their combos cheaper to pay and all that fun stuff, that they really want you to be able to get them back for a decently cheap cost. You can keep laying them without recycling back into your deck, which is what mm-hmm. brought upon the whole fatigue uh, aspect. And I think Stormbringer is just going to flip that whole concept on its head and actually drive it in the right direction that Play Fusion is looking for. Yeah, I think this is a great card for how they actually wanted their Storm alignment to properly function. Perfect. So, All right, last Storm card. Last Storm card we got is a combo attack. It's double water. 
And it's called Water Spout. This card reads five damage. Heal yourself for two. Draw a card. Beautiful. A little bit of everything. I'll take it. A little bit of everything. It's like, it's like the jack of all trades, but for Storm. And, and you get it all at once. You do. <laughs> and mind you, it's, it's two cost and it's one alignment. Yeah. I mean, everything that we just said about the, the jack of all trade. Er, yeah. Yeah. That was jack of all trades. Yep. Card, yes, it yeah. was. I mean, apply that right here to water. I mean, throw this in your little Blamo deck. You have murky waters. You have water spout. You're awesome. Yep. You have five damage, two healing, draw a card. I mean, I'm always saying I want more draw power for Storm. Here you go. Here you go. I mean, really cheap. I, Essentially, it's draw two because you do draw I, one for the combo. It, exactly. Like, like th- this is what people always used to do with Fish Singer Ushi and Flying Debris. Mm-hmm. Because you get to either you know keep your combo here or draw two cards. You draw two cards because. If you're playing with Ushi, you're only paying one card for the combo. So yeah. you don't want that one card back. You want to draw two and go up in the card count. So, I mean, same thing here. If, if, if you're playing the game where you get to reduce your combo costs, even just by one, if not by two, and get to play this for just zero or one cards, and then you draw a card and then draw a card again at the end of playing combo, I mean... Th- that uh, that's i mean it's just gonna allow you to keep playing more combos oh yeah which I mean, is great <laughs> or, or i mean like we were just talking about play play this card for one water card and then play a uh, 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 stormbringer and grab back right away like your hand is just blown up at that point yeah yeah it, it, it's it's such a good card and it fits really well into where these kind of two cost combos need to be uh, I think this replacement was Muddy Waters, which was essentially 7 damage. It could be 12 if they were above 20. Mm-hmm. This one still has a 7-point swing on base normal, and then you draw a card on top of that. It's not meant to be one of those huge swing damage. It's meant to just be like a really cheap combo to get out, really efficient to cost for, and give you advantage in the game where you need it. And the Water Spot, I think, is is an amazing card to see. I'm thinking of just like the Ancient, where it didn't have a whole lot of combo pools to dig from. Water Spout is amazing for that. And anyone else, that, like you said, Little Blamo just runs water. Water Spout is amazing for it. It doesn't mm-hmm. need to be a buff. It doesn't need to be anything. Just five damage, two healing, draw a card, then draw another card after the combo's paid. Like, Water Spout's just all around good. Yeah. It's it's not a huge impact, but it's like it it does exactly what it needs to do. I mean, er, er, early on, I would have looked at this card and said, you know, five damage, eh, no thanks. But, I mean, having played for a number of years now and, and looking at this and saying... The healing is definitely going to help. Like every little bit of healing helps. Mm-hmm. So you have to count that into it. But then the draw, the, I think the draw might be the most attractive thing about this card. Oh yeah. N- knowing that I am likely not paying full cost for this and getting cards off back. Exactly. Or that you are, but you're like the water buffs are going to come into play. Mm-hmm. It's. It's all around. It's it's what Storm really could use, and it's really happy that it's getting. Yep. All right. That was a great Saturday. That was, was a great Saturday. I was very happy with the the Storm reveals there. We got one more day to talk about here. We are going to take our four astral cards from Sunday, and we will go with Anti Gravity Bot. Take it away, Matt. This is a robot gravity buff. Corners are X2, X2. It says draw one card face up. If it's not gravity, deal rotation damage to your target. 
This one, I'm I'm kind of up in the air. It's a buff. Mind, I think I think what I really like about it is it's a robot. It mm-hmm. has an awesome family. Kind of kind of a, a weird one for Astral to have, but I'm okay yep. with it. Um, but like it's it's not even two guard snails because guard snails essentially increase the damage where you still draw a card and you draw it instantaneously. This is just like you mean anti gravity snails. Yes, I said gravity. Yeah, anti-gravity yeah. snails. Yes. I know we were, we're just talking about Storm, but yes. oh, <laughs> guard snails I, are completely different. I'm like, I love guard yeah, snails. two guard snails, 18 healing. Woo. That's so good. What, what are you this looking is at? essentially guard snail. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, anti-gravity, anti-gravity bot. It's, it's, you, you draw one card face up. That's the only guarantee yep. for this card. So you yep. essentially get to draw two cards over four turns. If it's not gravity, then you deal two damage. I would have liked to see it if it's not gravity, increase the damage by two. Yep. Uh, so it kind of fits that theme where, like, if it's not gravity, it doesn't increase in damage. Otherwise, it just does meh. But outside of that, like, unless you're running a high gravity deck, or, like, not even a high gravity deck, just a low, I guess, low gravity deck that can also, like, restart certain buffs, I'm not finding a way where this card has much impact over the other Astro cards that we already have. And, and that was my first reaction, too, is it doesn't feel like it's up to par. But change my mind, Matt. <laughs> this the, the the one thing that I know a lot of our top players when they first tried to convince me of how to build decks, right? Okay. One of the things that they, I I I think they undervalued, and I think I could probably get them to admit nowadays, is that. And, it basically comes down to tempo. So, so what this does is think about this as, uh, ancient minor. Okay. Right. Now, okay. You've already, you've already got me over you, halfway there. On the yeah. You, you see, where, see where I'm going with this? Yes, I do. Yeah. Because drawing a card during the buff phase, not using an action, is way, way, way more powerful than people realize. People realized it eventually with Ancient Miner, and there are three O's in every deck that got played as soon as you had them. People yep. started removing them like crazy because, yeah, they didn't want you to grab three cards there. But this is split up like the the, the new digital eroded version of Ancient Miner, right? Yep. Where it's X1, X2. Now. So this is, this is Ancient Miner X1, X1, Plus potential damage. You have me convinced, man. Yeah. So, like, I thought the, the first thing, same thing right away, too, but then I realized, wait, it's not like anti-gravity snail because you don't have to take an action to use it. So you have to take one action to play this card, but if it gets to rotate to those two corners, it's actually, uh, it's a draw two potential for damage. And you haven't used any actions. All right. Yeah, no, I've, you've definitely changed my mind. I mean, we were, as you discussed, Ancient Miner, Tree Sprout was another one that got eroded, and yep. people still yep. ran that because it was card draw. Where, you know, I, I, I literally, I, because of how Astro works, I'm just sitting here like, the damage just doesn't seem to add up. <laughs> but then we've never really had something like this where it's just draw one card, draw one card. We've had Astronomer to draw four cards. So looking at this yep. in Astral, it, it, it took me a few steps to get there, but now I'm, now yeah. I'm relating it to the but cards y- that were just y- like, y- wow, like how said, is this Ancient common? Miner, Tree Sprout, like, you, you got that. I mean, and those are still, like you said, people still play them in their eroded version because, because they come from Awakening like that. They're still slightly overpowered. Yeah. And that's, and that's what they did with this one here is they, they brought the power level to where they wanted it to be. 
so I mean, to 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 change the other ones, they would have had to like change the numbers on the cards. True, and that's something they didn't want to do. They, they they just you know moved the circles or put, put an extra corner on the buff and said, okay, that's good enough. We'll keep the numbers the same. Whereas here, it's like okay, they, they figured out the structure of the the X two X two. You know that, that that's how we want to structure these. To, to make it more like you have to have to wait for that that full benefit yes but just making the damage if they would re- remake tree sprout i could see this being very much similar right yep and you know you draw a card and if it's if it's a forest card you get to heal for for, for two yeah no I, that yeah that definitely convinces me the only thing i question on this card now is the rarity how is this a common and not at least an uncommon? <laughs> well, well, uh, I mean, you, you look at Ancient Miner, was it common? Was it really? Yes. Oh, it, I... A, a, Ancient Miner was the the first common I ever sold out of. Oh, man. Because Tree Spot's a rare. I just assumed that Ancient well, Miner was at least... Well, you see, that's the thing. Tree Sprout was a starter pack exclusive. That's why it was rare. Oh... All these nitpicky facts. Yeah. Okay. That makes, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense then. Yeah. So anti-gravity bot. I, I am, I am a hundred percent on board with this thing. Yeah. It, and I think it'll be interesting too to see if it being a robot, if that affects things. Cause that's what I'm still up in the air about is like when you get a robot that's not in tech, right? Mm-hmm. Cause if you build a robot deck, it's going to be a tech deck. Yes. Hands down. So then it's like, okay. Well, there's these robots in other orders. Can I make them work? But to do that, you first have to play the item. And it's like, okay, am I playing it just for this card? Or is there something else that I'm bringing in? And it's like, oh, I can also bring in the anti-gravity bot. Mm. But then, you know, I, I, I mean, you just get to a point. It's like, well, now I'm, I, I, ooh, okay, okay, hold up. Uh, what? Have we gotten a tech astral hero? Not outside of Halvar. Halvar's the only one? Yep. Can can he run? He runs gravity. He's explosive lunar gravity. gravity. Mm. I think a lot of the robots are mechanical though, right? Uh, Maybe not all, but... A lot of the fun ones I've actually been... Well, I guess those are machines. Are explosive, actually. Okay. A lot of fun. I know, actually, what is it? The robot launcher is explosive, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So, I mean, maybe something along those lines, too, you know. Make a thematic Halvar robot deck? Yeah. Because that's the easiest way I can see these working, is if the hero, by default, allows for those elements Mm -hmm. to to cross over like that. You'd almost need, like, an explosive mechanical gravity. Yeah. And that's what we don't have doing. Exactly. <laughs> so, but maybe someday. I mean, eventually, I I, I kind of hope they at least try all the different combinations. I really do too. But there's so many to choose from. Oh yeah. I mean that that's why it was such a big question when they first said, "Oh yeah, we're gonna have crossword heroes," and like we had no idea what that meant, and like how yep. are you gonna handle? It? Like we, we we all thought it's like, oh, we're gonna have full access to all three elements of astral and all three elements of tech and it's gonna be this awesome hero that we just have so many choices and it's like oh oh 
And then yeah. we were still excited about it. Well, yeah, it's like <laughs> your version makes more sense, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, no, that, it doesn't break the game as much. That works. Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I, th- I think we'll still see. I, I hope we'll see all the combinations at some point. And oh, it, I, it'll just be a, man, a matter of time and, and finding a way to balance certain elements, I'm sure. Exactly. I mean, you can't have one. As we've already seen, Tuktu, I think, was probably the number one cross-order hero way back before oh, yeah. Kindred came out. Because mm-hmm. Tuktu was one of the only viable ones that actually had some good stuff with it. And it's just because Astral and Mountain were really good and still are. Yeah, absolutely. But, but yeah, anti gravity about it. I'm sold. I'm sold. I'm, Perfect. I'm, I'm getting it. What we got next? We have a Lush Lost Explorer. This is a solar attack card. Starts off with one damage. Which leads me to believe there's got to be a bonus to this card, right? <laughs> and there is. So. Uh, there is. Uh, the bonus is you draw one card face up. If it's lunar, you heal for three. If it's gravity, you gain one additional action. First of all, the artwork is amazing on this, as she <laughs> seems to have found El Dorado. But Matt, do you want to tell us what your thoughts are on this card? <laughs> all right, it's it, it feels very astral. Yes, very astral. I mean, we, we've kind of said astral's thing is additional actions and drawing cards, right? Mm-hmm. And as we saw with Anti-Gravity Bot 2, it's, it's, it's drawing cards in the hopes of gaining something else. Exactly. As, so, that, I mean, that, that's part of the reason they're so good at drawing cards is because they draw cards to do other things. Mm-hmm. And th- that's why it almost feels unfair sometimes. <laughs> their, hand side, their hand size never dwindles the way other orders do. Mm-hmm. They, they always have cards to play with, and it's like, the act of drawing is likely going to do something for them, which in other orders, it doesn't no. so much. But like you draw for the sake of drawing. And even if it's, you know, playing another card in order to draw, I mean, like the best thing we had in Storm, you know, was Therapeutic Eel. We got to draw three cards. Great. But oh, then yes. we had to take three damage. Like, where do you see that in Astral ever? Take damage to draw cards. Did yeah. Dolo get a swimming pool? Or <laughs> like this, this Lush Lost Explorer. It's it even does damage and allows you to draw a card. Like mm-hmm. it's not. It, I mean, okay, it'd be a tech card if it was the other way around. You know, take yeah. one damage to draw a card. But like that, that's what I'm saying. It's like they automatically do something good. Then they get to draw, which is good, and then they have a. Uh, 66% chance of doing something else good. Yes. Like, which I think the percentage <laughs> is higher because they're able to, they're able to efficiently stack their deck exactly, too. Exactly. Exactly. Like it, sh- it should be, you know, th- they know what they're getting if mm-hmm. they're, if, they're, if they're playing it right. So, I mean, they know they're either getting it or either, either that or they're at a point where that, you know, they don't care if it's healing or additional action, but they know they're getting one of them before they play this card. So it, it's just like, th- that's what kills me about Astral. It's like, well, the- it's, it's good, good, good. Like, where is the downside? Like, why can't it be, okay, so you don't want solar, you know? Yeah. Why not? If you pull a solar, you take two damage. Like, be, especially because they can stack the things, they the like, force them to stack things the way they need to be so they don't get punched, you know? Yes, and um, we have seen a few of those cards where uh, if it is, like, negative... If it, I think there was a uh, solar, like, if it's... If you 
you draw a card in solar, your damage is increased. Other than that, like you take damage or something like that. There have been cards in Astral where it's like there is a drawback to it, which is where the major benefit comes from. And to kind of go on with you, like like you said, Astral just it draws cards and it's nothing but benefits. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know if you've also noticed this too. But I've kind of I've just doing these reveals with you and just on my own looking at these cards. Every single one that has been drawing you a card lately or giving you a benefit from the top card has had its number dwindled down from previous cards in the past like if you sure. compare if you compare this i'm looking it's like oh this is like shapeshifter but shapeshifter was five <laughs> damage or five healing or sometimes both yeah this is like a max uh, it's it's always one damage but like you get three healing and additional action sometimes the additional action is amazing but like you don't get a 10 point swing anymore you get maybe a four and like if if they do that where there's always going to be a benefit from you drawing a card the benefit should not be like a normal action card which, if, if they start doing that with Astro, where, like, yes, you'll be drawing the cards, you'll never have a really empty hand, you'll be doing stuff efficiently, the damage that you should be putting out should kind of be, like, one or two. Um, and now that I'm looking back on it, the Chimchu, uh, the, the one that was, like, one damage, two healing, draw a card, something like that with those really small numbers, mm-hmm. but it still didn't make your hand empty. Yep. Stuff like that, if that's kind of the direction they're now moving Astral into, is just very consistent ping damage with their actions to get through your deck faster. Yep. That does feel a little better than like, hey, I'm going to draw a card, deal five damage to you, and then like all this other stuff because I have additional actions. That's where Astral got nuts. Yeah. That's where it got nuts is when it was doing like 10 damage with an action card, drawing a card, getting additional actions. Like you're doing what my deck does on hyperdrive. Yeah. Like, like, like I appreciate that the numbers are coming down. Like they definitely needed to, but I just feel that like they, they should take it that one step further and, 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 and give you that potential punishment and because that's that's what i'm saying like right now you could play this card and and just play the lottery and say you know odds are in my favor i'm gonna get something else but even if i just get one damage and and to get to draw one card i'm okay with that yeah like no you should force them to have those cards or those abilities in their deck that they need to either be aware of what's on top of their deck or rearrange what's on top of their deck so they don't get that negative effect. Mm-hmm. Like, like that, that's what I feel is going to finally balance Astral to where it needs to be. Yeah, where it's not just like, hey, I'm going to play the lottery and a majority of the time it's going to help me. Yeah. If not, I still get to draw a card. There, there should, I think they should start making it a downside. Like if it's, if it's anything other than lunar and gravity, like it, you take two damage or something like that. Yeah, because because that's that's gonna force you to to put in those moonlight burrowers, put in those zeppelin scouts, and and take up a few extra card slots just for the utility of, of rearranging or at least viewing those top cards. So you're not all powerful. Exactly. As you are right now. You, you need to force them to actually use up some card slots because card slots are, you know, a big deal in a 35 card deck. You know, no, yeah. every card. I mean, so, so like I said, even if they're just doing one damage and drawing one card, it doesn't, it, like, it's, it's slightly underpowered, but still worth the risk because there's no downside. Exactly. And the thing is, we're just, we're thinking here of just drawing and getting action cards. Mm-hmm. Being able to cycle through your deck that much faster to find a combo. Yep. Or to pay for, or to find payment for a combo is what Astral's really good at. And yep. their combos are insane. That they're usually how they win games a majority of the time too. Mm-hmm. So being able to just do that is nuts. 
Yeah, and get, get, getting free because this card in particular is getting free ping damage along the way, and you and you get to just cycle through your deck. Yep, and that's what they want to do. Yes, and so having zero downside is kind of bothersome. Yeah, I mean, you should run into, I guess, saying black hole in a sense is the name of the combo, which is really good. But like running into something that bad in space, just thematically, like you're going to hit something that's probably going to gonna hurt. Or like even having maybe some cards in Astro that would be like, if you drew this card face up, you take like three or four damage, like when you draw this card, something yeah. like that. But like it has a really good effect to it that you're like, yeah, I think I'll take the punishment of drawing this card uh, just to have it be synergistic with all my other stuff like that. There's there's a whole lot of options they can do with Astral, but just the fact that there is no downside really is what making Astral just like a cut above the rest to always never have a dead turn. Yeah. All right, let's move on with these Astral cards then. All right. Next one we have is a location lunar buff called Nightglade Kennel. Has three clunky corners, so three, two, one. When you draw a beast card, you may reveal it. Corner one, you heal for rotation damage, so heal for three. Corner two, you deal rotation damage to your target, so deal two damage. And corner three, you remove rotation action buffs from your targets. So, yeah, corner three, heal for three, deal two damage, and then remove one action buff from your target. What do you think? I am in love with this card. <laughs> I immediately, and I think a lot of people are too, is Fairpang is finally getting some beast hey. support. Oh my word. And the fact that like the last corner legitimately removes an action buff, that's almost unheard of just for drawing a beast card. You can remove your action, you can remove an action buff on as, as your turn is ending if they haven't done anything with this. It, it is, it is a little weird to be able to like, to be able to just draw a card and remove a stuff. But if you just put this in a really heavy beast deck, and we're finally getting a lot more beast support, yep. this card is going to be nuts. You have it is a location family, which is a really good family in the in the first place. Yep. Healing, damage, action buff removal. Just just because I'm looking at this a fair pang, does not have a whole lot of buff removal. It's <laughs> it's reckless spirit, and that's only one of. And so like being able to give fair pang who cannot wield items an ability for a second source of buff removal is really strong and the fact that like you know like when you play this out there you know your opponent's gonna look at that like okay there's potential buff removal happening right now he's most likely going to be using his ability probably every turn to draw a beast card get additional actions it's the it's the common thing fair playing players do yeah so like there is a clock so do i play this kind of like a thunder slug where i wait till that rotates out before i lay my good buffs what do i do here because i know unless i remove that he's just going to pick and choose what i played on the board and i can't really try and outrush it and i really don't want to wait two three turns so it's it's a really nice niche spot where like you play it and your opponent just goes oh god what do i do now like there i know he has buff removal so do i play my buffs or do i just let him keep doing his thing without uh, opposing him you see you see that that's where i like it though is it's never really guaranteed buff removal Mm-hmm. I mean, unless so, someone goes super meme and builds that entire deck of, you know, three Nightlight Kennels and the rest, the other 27 cards are beast cards. Yep. Like, that's the only way you could guarantee. And well, even, well, no, you'd have to run one Nightlight Kennel and 29 <laughs> beast cards to actually guarantee that you would draw a beast card. Yep. 
So, I mean, it can be sitting there on the third corner all game and like eventually, yeah, they're likely going to remove one, but are, are you even going to have a buff out at that time? So well, that, maybe, that's, that's the thing, Matt. It says you may reveal it. Yes. Yes. I, I, I understand. But if they draw all their beast cards before you actually play any buffs, then they're never going to be able to activate it. True. That's very true. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not like you can on a later turn say, Hey, I drew this last time. I'm going to activate it now. Like it's, it's still kind of luck of the draw, except like we said, it's astral. So you can see the top of your hand. But if you're like, like you said, fair, this, it feels like a very built for fair paying card. Very built for fair paying. And, and fair paying, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but only has access to lunar as far as Astro yep. goes. So, I mean, you're not necessarily going to be running a lot of the other Astral cards that allow you to manipulate your deck or view the top of your deck. Uh, Moonlight Burrower. Is Lunar. Good point. And loves non-Astral cards. So, And it's a beast. So, throwing so, all that out there. <laughs> so, I mean, okay, you got your Moonlight Burrowers. So you can see what's on top of your deck and if one of the first four is, you can draw it. Fine. Because mm-hmm. he does draw, correct? Yes. Yes. One damage to himself, draws a card face up. If it's a beast, get yeah. initial action. I've played Fair Pang many an hour. So with Moonlight Burwer, super synergy with Fair Pang. Yes. But outside of Fair Pang... Outside of Farapang. Like, Astral itself has a couple of beasts. There is, uh, Swoop Rider Kari is a really good beast hero that I've been actually okay. uh, playing around with lately. Um, and yes, it does have uh, a decent amount of beasts. I'm not, like, I, I know think, it has some. Yeah. But it's, is it enough to actually, like, build an Astral beast deck to the point where you would feel like, there's enough okay in there that it? you could you could pull it because like that i don't know i do feel like if if you are playing i mean this is obviously only going in a beast deck mm-hmm. like otherwise there's no point um but you're okay there are way more beasts in astral than i realized <laughs> i mean j- uh, j- just given our current current stand like i i i, I always remember anti-gravity snail is a beast because oh he yep. feels like one of the you know not scary beasts. No, it's like he's got a big old smile on his face. Yeah, yeah. Who, who's going to be scared of that guy? Yeah. But and it's actually funny now that you say that. Every single, all four of the beasts on this art are all the astral beasts. Or I guess not all of them, but all of them are. It astral is four beasts. of them. Yeah. Yep. And, and that, that, that's what I love about the art on that card. I, we've kind of ragged on for for some early awakening cards where they just like smushed the art of three cards onto one card. Yeah. And called it a new, new artwork. <laughs> but, but there, there's something about this card where we, you know, I mean, it's, it's thematic. Yes, it, it is. It, 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 it's a kennel. Like they're keeping the animals of beasts there. So it made sense to, you know, take beasts we know. Like I know, like the Starhorn Tusker is kind of front and center there. Yep. Um, I, I, I didn't look too closely, but I assumed, yeah, the other ones were reused. Yep. It's art. got Dawnstalker. I think the, f- Furlorn Tusker could be wrong about that, and then there's the one that uh, draws you a card face up, and if it's a chimchu, you get something else. 
I'm not sure which one that is. Guard or like oh yeah, guard howler. Uh, yep, this guard howler and yeah, is that the loyal furhorn? I think that's a loyal furhorn. Yeah, the one with the chimchu synergy. Okay, yeah, he, he, for some reason in loyal furhorn's actual card art. I always pictured him not so much as a four-legged creature, which I guess he actually is. I pictured him more of like abominable snowman style. Oh, up on two legs. No, that makes sense. But no, no. Looking at it again, it's like okay, I, mean, I can see it. he's more of a bear, big old bear. Yeah. yeah. In my opinion, like you probably don't run like as you said. If you draw all your beast cards, this is nothing. You probably don't run three of these in a deck. This is probably like a one or even a two of. Yeah. Just because of that. I think this card is an amazing card for beasts. Beasts have kind of always been the the mid-range family. They're spread out almost everywhere. They just they do damage. They do it pretty well. In some cases they do it very well. <laughs> but just being able to give more beasts utility, I think is just really good. And Astral just in Lunar alone has some really good beast utility. It's got the damage prevention one where if your top discarded card is a beast, it's got the restart all of your beast buffs, which is an amazing card in my opinion. And now it's got this one where it's just whenever you draw a beast, you get additional benefits to it yeah. where lunar has just some really good beast support and it's it's really good that i think a, a lot of in my opinion a lot of that beast support is coming from astral you don't really see a whole lot of that outside of astral in, in storm there's maybe one card in in nature there are some like beast tutors and all other stuff like that but i think in my opinion lunar has some of the best beast support that yeah. the game does have to offer I, I was just thinking related to Storm, though, like, I, I wonder how this card would play in a Blacktail deck. Oh. Because I was always looking for more Lunar cards to play in. So yeah. Because like th- th- there's a, lot a of the, fair amount of beast in, in Storm. You can look at that, but a lot of the beasts are actually in the water aspect. It is. I, I have looked at that, and there are a lot of beasts in Storm, but majority of them are in water. Mm-hmm. Which, but that could be something interesting to do with Blacktail if they start coming yeah. out with stuff like that. I I mean, a lot of the ones you like to play are in water. Uh-huh. There are a few that aren't super popular at as of now. That's true. Um, I mean, Anger Shockfin, Flood Zapper, Electro Hopper, Greedy Gas Bag. Yes. So, I mean, th- th- those would all be viable. And, of course, I mean, Thunder Slug. Thunder Slug. Yeah. But... It, It'll be interesting to see if if we can make something like that work. Oh yeah, I'll, it'll definitely be something for people to give give it a test run. Yeah. And I love that about these all these cards. They're like, I wonder how this will do in this deck. Or like, oh no, I just, <laughs> what about this hero? Is that that conversation is going around? And it's awesome. It's not. It's not just like this is fair paying only. It's like, well, hold on, I have like three other heroes I want to try. Let's let's, let's calm our horses here. Uh, I think I like a great card for what it does. All right, now- on to the last one. Last one we have here is our combo. It's yes, a combo defend. It is not a <laughs> double payment like we saw. It is two cost payment, but it's solar gravity called muddled star signs. It does seven damage to your target. If your last discarded card is a creeble attack or defend card, apply its effects against your target. If it's an if if it's an attack card. So a lot of extra clarification there, but I think you get the idea. <laughs> yes. The artwork also looks very familiar. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, kind this of was, the cornerstone of their uprising. Yes, this was the, the the central art piece of the reveal. So we finally know what that mysterious art piece is. 
But Muddle Star Signs, I love it. I love this card so much. Once again, it's a it's a combo defend that deals damage, which I already like immediately. It's two payment, which I immediately was like, you know who can run this? Onyx, our new <laughs> cross order hero. And the fact that it runs with creeple cards, it just it it does the seven damage, which in my opinion is really high for a two cost combo like this. A defend especially, and then it also applies a second effect if there's a creeple on top. So this thing could potentially deal like. 11 damage on a defend and then the creeble could be the creeble infiltrator which is just it does four damage that's uh it bypasses all damage reduction like you just be a heavy aggro with this if you really oh, want s- to s- sneaky creeble sneaky creeble yes yeah so like that's just the one way to think about it but this card is it's it's really good and the fact that we're getting all these different unique creeble cards there's going to be a lot of fun card synergies that you're going to find with which creeble cards you can activate with the muddled star signs yeah It'll be interesting to see because I mean, I, I mean, I think seven damage is about where it needs to be, probably just mm-hmm. because then it's still playable if you don't have a creeble on top. Yes. Uh, but then, yeah, like I said, the most extra damage you're probably getting is around four, which is kind of in line with some storm combos right now that can ramp up to 11 for a two cost. That's true. We've, we've seen a few of those. So, I mean, that's not completely out of line and it's, it, it's all conditional. Uh, and then I, I, I can't think of any right offhand, but I'm sure there's some defend card where, you know, so if it's, it's seven damage and three healing or something, like that's something that, is going to be cool, but yeah, the, I mean, there's the Creeble Nurse. Sure, that ooh, that that could be really good then. If <laughs> yeah, it hits you really big. Yeah, um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what combinations people can come up with because the the other thing you say it, it just says apply its effects. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, it'll apply the entire card, not just whatever damage or healing is there. No, and so that'll be once again like have to go through what when we. You know, I, I'll start looking at whenever they update the database, right? Yes, <laughs> and <laughs> and we can just filter and see creeple cards. What do we got? Uh, and see what what what's the the biggest baddest combination we can make with uh, this combo. Oh yeah, I mean the the the, the combo this is taking over for is Sunstrike. Is Sunstrike leaving? Or is that staying? And that was just seven damage, gain additional action. I think that might be staying. I want, I want to say it's staying, but I could be wrong. Because, I mean, that one was seen quite a bit, too, and it's the same combo payment as well. So having an attack card that deals seven damage and now a defend card that deals seven damage, yeah, you, would think that, you would think that defend would like heal you as opposed to damaging, but all of these astral defend stuff are all dealing damage, which is really interesting. I think that's what Astra has really going for it is now that we're seeing a lot of these other like cancel your next combo attack or like your prevention mm-hmm. damage from combo attacks, like Astral is going to be the one to just blow those out of the water. To be like, no, no, I'm, I'm defending by attacking you. Yeah, My best defense is a good offense. Yeah, M- Muddled Star Signs I think is going to be an amazing card and I... It's definitely going to see play in Onyx just because it's probably one of the best ones you can include in that. But outside of that, we're going to be looking to see like just what Creeble cards we can have fun with and mess around with this for sure. Yeah. There's so much potential with it. I, I love it. I think this card is great. The art is amazing. Yeah. There's, there's so much about this card that it just, 
it's a really good card. I'm sure we'll have a lot of fun with it. Oh, yes. Yes, we will. But I believe that is all we have for now. That's all we've got. So we're going to start wrapping things up here. Frank, once again, thank you for taking the time to uh, join me on this exciting adventure here. Oh, man, it's been a pleasure being here with you. Awesome. So we will be back again soon with some more card reveals because they're already starting to stack up. But we're going to cut it here for tonight try to keep this episode as a, at a reasonable length. And yes. Forgive <laughs> us, editor. We apologize. <laughs> <laughs> we will be back with more next week. So until that time, I got some more deliveries to make. See you guys next time. 